This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Mary Margaret Miller here today with Kamel King. And as we do every Friday, we'll be traveling across the state, letting you know about places and events that make Mississippi great. On today's show, it's all about spring break destinations in the Magnolia State. We're going to start things off in the Tupelo Buffalo Park and Zoo, and then we'll head to the Mississippi Gulf Coast for the 2018 Barbecue and Bluegrass Festival. After that, we'll move to Hattiesburg for spring break in Hburg, and end the show with musical duo Wayward Jones. So hold on tight because we're going for a ride here on Next Stop Mississippi. We'll be right back after the news. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org, here with my friend Kamel King of Visit Mississippi. I'm here. We're here all about (laughs) some spring break in Mississippi this week. Which I think snuck up on me. I'm not sure about you, Kamel, but uh, spring break is upon us. Yes. And guess what? You don't have to go anywhere. You can just hang out in Mississippi and still have a wonderful week full of adventure, full of fun. Right. And at least it warmed up a little bit. Can you believe it took that drop on the temperature? I mean, like, come on. Can we get into spring? (laughs) Can we get into spring? I know. I went for a walk yesterday afternoon, and outside of my sinuses exploding, Uh I had a wonderful walk with lots of pretty little blues and blossoms everywhere, and I thought to myself, please, please don't uh, get struck by a a freeze or, you know, something like that. Felder probably went into all of this on his show, but (laughs) we are glad it's spring, and we're glad we've got some sunshine. And we're, again, talking all about spring break in Mississippi. So we want to hear about how you spend your spring break in Mississippi. And if you've got ideas or hidden gems in your community that you want to share with us on today's show, please give us a call. That number is one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. So I growing up in Mississippi, we didn't really take vacations. We kinda mm-hmm. stayed close to the house, but we spent every spring break at Enid Lake up in North Mississippi. Oh, wow. And it was a wonderful way to uh, hang out with the fam, have a little fun. Yeah. Some years it was really cold, and some years it was it was nice, beautiful, sunshiny yes. weather. Yes. So I'm wondering, Camille, as, as a city boy, as I like to call you, <laughs> growing up here in the capital city, how did you spend your spring breaks? Uh, a lot of times my parents and I, we, we would take trips out of town. They would take us to places, and, you know, we did the Disneylands. And, oh, you uh, did? And all that type of stuff, but the classic American oh, vacation. Man. The best times are when we would just do a picnic on the reservoir, you know, right off the Natchez Trace, or you know, just going out barbecuing and my dad cooking or stuff like that. Those were the best times. Absolutely, that's one thing I'm going to do after work today is make sure the gas tank, the propane tank for my grill is full. Uh-huh. Yes. That's the worst when you get going and oh, then you God. look up and it, you're out of out of flame. Well, I'm a coal man. <laughs> I do it old school. Oh, here we Come go. Come on, we can get in a real debate between <laughs> gas and coals. I'm a coal man, and people out there who grill know what kind of man a coal man is. I love it, Camille. Of course you're a coal man. Well, maybe this spring you can give me some tips and some tutorials on how to uh, move away from my propane and into yeah, the charcoal. I'll write them down and email them to you. Okay. I'd rather you come by and just do it for There me. you go. Well, this morning we're starting our road trip off in Tupelo, Mississippi, at the Tupelo Buffalo Park and Zoo. And on the line joining us from Tupelo, we have Rita Cleveland. Welcome to the show. Hi. How y'all doing? We're doing great. What's going on out there in Tupelo? Oh, well, it's a little bit cooler today, but it's starting to warm up. We're waiting on that warm weather to come on in. Well, I tell you, just looking at uh, the Tupelo Buffalo Park and Zoo, it is just amazing. And I've been to uh, Tupelo a couple of times and never gone to it, and I am just amazed at all of the animals that you guys have. So tell us a little bit of history about you guys' uh, park. 
Well, it opened up in 2001. The owner, Dan Franklin, opened it. We got about 250 animals. Um, you got stuff from the monkeys, lemurs, giraffes, tigers, goats, ponies, sheep, llamas, deer, black buck, adax, buffalo, uh, water buffalo. You know, we got all kinds of stuff out here. Um, the giraffes and the tigers are our kind of biggest things, and then everybody loves monkeys also, too. So we got a lot of different animals, but it started out really small, and it kind of used to be just a little drive-through thing you could go see, but now we have a gift shop, and you pay admission, you walk around, you see all the animals, you can buy feed bags, we got a little zip line, pony rides, bison tours, VIP tours, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Rita, tell us more about why you decided to call it the Tupelo Buffalo Park, because it sounds like you have a lot of animals. We do. When it started out, Dan Franklin had the largest herd in North Mississippi of buffalo. So that's how it started out, and it was the Buffalo Park. And since it's Tupelo, he named it Tupelo Buffalo Park and Zoo. So and the largest out- herd in North America was in, in Mississippi. Wow. Yes, ma'am. Years ago, he had the largest por- herd in Northeast Mississippi. Sure did. You would have thought that'd be like in had. Montana somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mississippi on top again. He- yeah, and that's what he started with was them. And then as he started noticing that people wanted to stop and see them, he started saying, okay, well, you know, let's do this. So he got rid of some of the buffalo and started buying exotic animals. And then it just turned into it, and now we have the Tublo Buffalo Park and Zoo. Now, Rita, you mentioned that uh, the, the Buffalo Park was opened in 2001, and that's the same year that a very special buffalo was born uh, that you guys were very well known for. Yes, Dakota. So tell our listeners a little bit about Dakota. He's uh you know, not with us anymore, but a, an incredible, interesting story there. Yes. What it is is he was a white buffalo, um, and they are very, very rare. There's only been six born in, in all these years, and he was a very rare buffalo. The Indians used to worship them. Um, we used to have the powwows and stuff. They still do. The Indians still do. Um, but he passed away in 2012, um, but we still do things to honor him, and he does have a great site here, and we have a mountain for everybody to view him. But it's very rare to have a white buffalo. Now, they do have white buffalo, but they're actually not considered a white buffalo. They're where they're breeding with just a white bull is what it is. So it's the difference in he was a full-blooded white buffalo. And they are very, very sacred to the Indians, and they're very, very rare. Wow. That's a lot of history. Well, uh, Rita, switching gears, I consider myself and my friends call me the animal whisperer (laughs) because (laughs) animals of all species and kind uh, love me and I love them back. So in my other life, I think I would probably work at a zoo. Tell me, how do you even work up to working with these animals and understanding them and their habitat and even being able to service them? Well, you know, when you start out here, you start out kind of at the bottom. You're not really allowed to work with the animals. You kind of do the grunt work is what I call it. I've been here for 10 years plus, um, so I work with any and every animal that we come across. I do all the snakes and stuff. But you you just have to learn. And, I mean, some of it is you have to research on it. You have to find out. You know, there are classes available that you can take. But a lot of it you're not going to learn until you start working with the animals. You, You have to learn you have to learn by hands-on experience on a lot of things. So it, it just takes a lot of time and patience, and you have to realize you're working with animals, and, you know, they can change at any second. So you always got to be prepared. Mm-hmm. Well, I think one of the unique things about the Tupelo Buffalo Park and Zoo is that you are a, a small site, and your visitors are really able to get up close and uh, a real personal experience with the animals there. Tell us a little bit about some of the options you have for visitors. I know you've got a cool open-air trolley tour. Yes, ma'am. The open-air trolley tour is a tour that goes out, and they take them out into the pasture, and they actually get off at a feeding station, and they throw feed out, and the animals will come right up close to them. So they'll be, you know, like two feet from a buffalo or a longhorn, the zebras, that kind of stuff out there. All the bigger animals are out there. And on that tour, they tell you about our park, you know, and then you get to see all those animals up close. And then when they're walking through the park, they can have the hands-on experience of feeding the giraffes and then feeding, like, the goats, the ponies, the llamas, and stuff like that. Wow. Now tell us about the uh, Monster Bison Bus Tour. The Monster Bison Bus Tour does the same as the trolley. It's just one's open-aired and one's closed. So a lot of times it's, 
if it's hot, we use this one. If it's cold, we use the bus. But a lot of the kids like to get on the bus anyways because of the big monster bus tires. So sometimes you just got to have both of them going at the same time. Yeah. But they do, they do the same thing. But you get to enjoy going out and seeing them big animals up close. That's the biggest thing is we have all these families come in and they take the tours and they get to learn about it. And they tell you when they come back how they've learned so much and they actually got to see it up close. Yeah. And, I mean, you guys have the Chickasaw Indian Village and you also have mm-hmm. pavilions so people can host parties and mm-hmm. uh, come out there and have birthday parties or family reunions and, and do all kind of things like that. Yes, we do the company picnics, the reunions, the birthday parties, all kinds of stuff. We are, we go through it all year long. That's what we, I was just out there actually talking to a company picnic a while ago. And they have fun because they get to zip line and pillow jump, and then you get to do the stuff with the walking of the animals, and then you get to do your tour, of course, and then they have their own pavilion to be able to eat at, and they do catering and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, now, we all know that it's like an Internet sensation, baby animals, mm-hmm. but y'all mm-hmm. got a, a really special baby animal right now. We do. Um, we actually have a baby tiger. Um, now, it's not available to be viewed or anything for another week and a half, um, but now once it does, then we'll go in and we'll let them view it. The tigers usually don't get to stay here. They usually are donated to another zoo as they get a little bit older because there's so many regulations with the tigers, and then we have the mom and dad, so, of course, they're going to have more babies. Mm-hmm. And there's always another place that's in need of one, but we only have one this time, so we might actually be able to keep just this one. Wow. Oh, man. We're hoping. We're hoping. Now, Rita, I thought I also read that you have a baby zebra. Oh, yes, we do have the baby zebras. I'm sorry. I forget when you come to those animals out there. Yeah, we have a new baby zebra. It was born in February. Um, and it's really nice, too. They're really pretty animals. The zebras are actually black with white stripes. They did a testing on it years and years ago and found out about that. So when they're younger, they actually look like they're white and brown because they don't turn into that black coloring until they hit maturity. Wow. What is a zebra's lifespan? The zebra's lifespan is about 15 to 20 years. Interesting. Good question, Kamel. Mm -hmm. My animal whisperer over here. I I love it. it. (laughs) Now, Rita, if we want to plan a trip out to uh, the Buffalo Park and Zoo, what do we need to do uh, in terms of getting our group together or reaching out to you guys? What's the best way to prepare for a trip uh, to your facility? Well, we have everything online at TubeloBuffaloPark.com. It's got all the hours and all the stuff. We're open seven days a week. We also have a phone number where you can give us a call at 662-844-8709. And they can always call and ask us questions. We're open year-round. So we pretty much somehow, some way, we keep it going to where you can see the animals even in the winter or summer. Um, But if you go to our website, you can find out everything that we have going on specifically at the specific time of the year. Well, that is great. Well, Rita Cleveland, thank you for being with us on Next Stop Mississippi today. It's time for us to to take a quick break. But when we return, we'll speak with Dr. Thomas Payne about the 2018 Gulf Coast Barbecue and Bluegrass Festival. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. service provides blind Mississippians like me with access to news, books, and sale info that helps me save money. That's my MPB story. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio.
Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller of MississippiToday.org with Kamel King of Visit Mississippi. If you're just joining us, before the break, we spoke with Rita Cleveland with the Tupelo Buffalo Park and Zoo, learned a lot about the history of this very unique zoo and the wonderful animals they have there, several baby animals, which Mm -hmm. I think is a lot of fun. And we're headed down to the Mississippi Gulf Coast to speak with Dr. Thomas Payne. He is here today to share with us all things Gulf Coast Barbecue and Bluegrass Festival. Welcome, Dr. Payne. Thank you. Glad to be on the show with you today. Well, we are certainly glad to have you. Now, barbecue and bluegrass, what a combination. Tell us a little bit about the backstory of this festival. Well, it's barbecue and bluegrass. There's not a whole lot of backstory. The bottom line is we're picking, chilling, and and grilling, so... (laughs) <laughs> uh, we want everybody to come on down. Obviously, we have uh, we have the BCA. It's a BCA-sanctioned barbecued competition all day Saturday and Sunday. And uh, we have over 50 food vendors already signed up, ready to go. And uh, we look look forward to um, to the excitement of the, of the folks when they come on our property and see what's going on. It's it's exciting today. We're just now seeing a lot of people coming in and. The staff is out putting things together, and, and uh, it's really raising the, the level of the hum, if you will, here around Beauvoir. Jesus, I mean, 50 food vendors and a barbecue cook also. You just really need to come with a totally empty stomach. <laughs> That's right. You better be ready to eat, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> or eat, or, yeah, I should suggest that, that you eat with a, some temperance, but uh, yeah, so that you can enjoy it and survive. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, let's talk a little bit more about this BCA sanctioned cooking competition. I read on your flyer that uh, non traditional heat sources are allowed. Ooh, what does that mean? A new way to cook? Well, no, it's it's what you and I do in our backyard. Okay, not professional. Uh, we don't. We're not. This is. Uh, we're not promoting it as a spe- uh, professional event, but one where everybody can come. And uh, But they can, they're can they still eligible for prizes and, and of course, got to play by the rules. But uh, the non-traditional is just like the barbecue pit in the backyard. Love that. I love that. So a full day, a two full days, rather, of live music, shopping, living history, barbecue and brews there on uh, the site of Beauvoir, which is a historic site, a beautiful uh oak-lined uh, campus you have there. Um, is this the first year for the festival? Yes, it is. We have 52 acres of uh, beautiful property here, along with, our, of course, our historic and iconic home, the home of Jeff- Jefferson Davis, where he lived where, uh, after the war and uh, wrote the rise and fall of the Confederacy. And that'll be open for people to visit. It's a Victorian-aged home, beautiful furnishings. Uh, we, we're proud of our, our venue as far as the the, the forest and we have a bayou that runs through it and uh, we have animals here too we just we have goats and and uh, zebra a z donkey not a zebra but we also have camels so folks will be able to, to uh, enjoy that as well we'll have a lot of craft vendors uh, and that's a, the other thing that I, I forgot to mention is our craft vendors that it'll be a, a 19th century view of crafts and craft venture vendor, vendors as well and there'll be some modern vendors but i think a lot of people enjoy just just walking through and uh, in this beautiful area and and uh, seeing what they've got well, as far as the vendors and food vendors yeah dr payne tell us what would be an example of a 19th century craft vendor mm-hmm. well soap they're making soap cool making butter they're they're making quilts uh various things that that you know, the, you couldn't pick up at Walmart in the 1800s. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. Uh, <laughs> now, Dr. Payne, uh, of course, bluegrass, you know, does not have as many festivals uh, as other genres of music. I mean, Mississippi, of course, promotes its, its blues and its gospel and even having a country music trail. But bluegrass is a widely celebrated genre. So what brought about combining a bluegrass festival with the barbecue and really, you know, bringing in a lot of those artists? Well, uh, of course, we're we're marketing. We have an agenda. We want to bring people on the property of Beauvoir. We want to we want to develop our census uh, and grow our census. And uh, the fact that we were the first community to have 
uh, the the uh, down here on the coast a barbecue and bluegrass festival, mm-hmm. and um, we felt that it was right for that, and and we've invested a lot of time and energy and and uh, hope that uh, folks will come down and and have a great day with us. That's right, and so you're you're partnering up with the Mississippi Songwriters Alliance to create a great lineup of music. Let's talk a little bit about some of the artists you're bringing in. Well, we'll have live music all day. Uh, we'll have Wild Bill and James Younger Band, the Derek North Derek Northworthy. Oh um, yeah, love Derek. String Andrew, Wayward Jones, and a lot of these are are, are local and well known in this in this uh, venue. Oh man, I, I definitely love Derek Norsworthy. Uh, got to know him through uh, his his attorney Mike Frescona, and my dad knows him, and he's just an awesome songwriter. Very cool. Well, he's coming down and bringing his bringing his guitar. Well, we're going to speak with the folks from Wayward Jones a little later in the show today. Looking forward to having them as our musical guest today. So, Excellent. Dr. Payne, as people prepare uh, for a day at Beauvoir with the Gulf Coast Barbecue and Bluegrass Festival, tell us uh, a little bit about what we might need to come out and enjoy. Are you allowing people to bring chairs and, you know, yes. picnic blankets? Yes, bring all your... Yes, absolutely. Bring your own chair and uh, picnic blankets and uh, an appetite. <laughs> but we'll have some tables and things set up. And, uh, and, and you know, they're, they're talking about rain that afternoon, but it'll be late in the afternoon. And, and we're, we got tents and other things, and we're, we're prepared for that. We've, we've, we've prepared for that contingency, and, and uh, the show will go on. Now, of course, this festival is going to be really cool and it's going to rock out. So do you guys plan on uh, continuing this festival if it is successful and, and maybe making it a yearly thing? Sure. Yeah, that's that's our goal. That's what we do here at Beauvoir. We want to bring bring our community in and, and get more exposure of the history that's here. Uh, our primary mission is a history of Jefferson Davis and the, and the uh, Confederate soldier. And so... In order to do that, you need to bring people on on campus to to enjoy the the history and enjoy the campus just as a a green site. And so that's part of our our mission and marketing plan. And, yes, we want to do this. We've added a couple of other uh, things that we're doing this year that we've never done before. Uh, Some have done really well. Others we may take a a look at. But we feel real strongly that this barbecue and bluegrass is going to be a – is going to be a, a, a strong contender for us. Now, remind our listeners of uh, when the when the event takes place, the time, and uh, where to go to find more information. All right, uh, the uh, it's on March the tenth and eleventh. That this that's this Saturday and Sunday. We start at ten a.m. and we'll run to about seven p.m. and on Saturday and on Sunday we'll go from ten a.m. to four p.m. And you can visit our uh, org webpage or our Facebook page. Uh, just Google Beauvoir, Facebook, and, and uh, they have all the information there. Wonderful. That is great. That is great. Now, Dr. Bain, Payne, before we let you go, we do want to ask you a little bit about the Mississippi Barbecue Trail. They're another partner for this uh, really cool weekend event. Yep, that's true. We, we, uh, we're we fortunate to have individuals from the Mississippi Barbecue Trail that are, uh, that are partnered with us and, and have provided us a great deal of technical assistance and information on how to put something like this together. We really couldn't have done it without them. Well, that's great. That's great. Well, Dr. Payne, thank you for uh, being on the line today. If, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners before we head to break? Well, this, this is 52 acres of a, of a beautiful place that belongs to you guys, and uh, we want everybody to come and visit with us. Wonderful, wonderful. Again, that is the 2018 Gulf Coast Barbecue and Bluegrass Festival this Saturday, March 10th, and Sunday, March 11th, there at Beauvoir on the beautiful Mississippi Gulf Coast. You've got, a, uh, as you said, 52 acres of uh, incredible site, a historic home there, and as you said, uh, animals and other fun things for the That's family right. and the kids. We're right next door to the Gulf Coast Coliseum. Beauvoir Road splits the Gulf Coast Coliseum and Beauvoir, so uh, you can't miss us. All right. Thank you so much. Well, it is time for us to take a break, but when we get back, we are going to be speaking with Marlo Dorsey, director of Visit Hattiesburg, about spring break in H-Burg. So don't go far. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Chain to your memory, chill to the bone. Heartbreaking. 
As donors, we know that MPB makes a difference. Felder on MPB Radio was the catalyst that inspired us to include tea production on our blueberry farm. Our business continues to grow. That's That's our our MPB story. Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Owens. I'm Dr. Allie Brown. Join us on Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio, where we talk about issues related to health from a woman's perspective. Listen to us on Southern Remedy for Women on Fridays on MPB from 11 to 12. You don't have to be a woman to call in. So we'd love to hear from you. It's the show for women and the people who love them. Listen to us this morning. We'll be taking your calls to answer all your health questions. It's Southern Remedy for Women. This morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller of MississippiToday.org here with my friend Camille King with Visit Mississippi. If you're just tuning in, before the break, we spoke with Dr. Thomas Payne about the 2018 Gulf Coast Barbecue and Bluegrass Festival. Lots happening there. Two days of bluegrass and barbecue, barbecue competitions crafted especially for the backyard extraordinaire, i.e. Camille King. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm the bomb. I mean, you know, I don't brag on many things with my cooking, uh, Mary Margaret and listeners. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're going to have to have you as a guest on um on Honey Show on Mondays, so you can get on there and talk about... And talk crazy. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) what you do uh, with your grill. Right. Well, joining us from Hattiesburg today is Marlo Dorsey. She's the director of Visit Hattiesburg and is here to tell us about spring spring break in H-Burg. Welcome, Marlo. Well, good morning there in Jackson. Um, Spring fever has certainly hit here in Hattiesburg, and we are looking forward to a great week. Well, Marlo, good to talk to you. So uh, I'm sure the city must be really buzzing right now, right? Well, the sun is shining and the birds are singing, and we are rolling out the red carpet for our visitors. Well, I love this, Marlo. I was on your website earlier today. That's visithberg.org. And you've got this great blog post about spring break in Hattiesburg and planning what we call a hashtag staycation in Mississippi. So tell us a little bit about your team's idea behind this uh, notion of staying home this year and having fun uh, in Hattiesburg. Absolutely, Mary Margaret. So Hattiesburg is Mississippi's third most visited city, so we get nearly 2 million visitors a year in Hattiesburg. It's a great time to go away with the family, of course, and a lot of folks here in our community are doing that. But also, Hattiesburg is a great place for a staycation. We have wonderful things to do, both indoors and outdoors, to enjoy the, you know, the fresh air and the green grass. And so what we've done is we've put together um, each year, we try to put together a blog or a list of things for families who really want to just do a staycation instead of leaving for spring break. And Marlo, of course, uh, Hattiesburg, uh, and, and especially to everybody who doesn't know, has a wonderful college. So, I mean, it's a college town, and you guys have a lot of college students, and I'm sure a lot of them, you know, flight and go home. Uh, but a lot of people can't afford to do that. That's Are true. they just, you know, want to stay, and they've got jobs going on and, you know, and a life going on. So uh, what made Hattiesburg really try to build some programming in for them this spring break? Absolutely. So we have a relatively mild climate. You know, Mississippi, of course, is uh, home to that throughout. But the Longleaf Trace runs right through Hattiesburg, and that's a 43-mile biking path. So for folks who want to ride their bikes or if they want to skate or walk or enjoy the great outdoors, that's always a wonderful activity. We've got lots of canoeing and hiking and other great things for people who, you know, might want to go fishing or, or, or do some of those things outdoors and just enjoy the beauty of of South Mississippi. For people that um, have kids and they really want to see those animals and understand uh, nature and conservation, our Hattiesburg Zoo just won the Mississippi Tourism Attraction of the Year this past year for all the wonderful things that it has to offer. So they are doing a lot of spring break adventure things at the Hattiesburg Zoo this upcoming week. 
brand new wallaby exhibit there where kids can actually go in and interact with little baby wallabies that are jumping around everywhere and also, um, you know, just kind of touch and feel a lot of the things at the petting zoo, too. So lots of great things. And you can't forget about the train ride that's there as well. Well, I'm glad you're talking a little bit about the family aspect of, of spending your spring break in Hattiesburg. I've, a friend of mine has twins that are just about three years old, and her school has spring break. And I thought to myself, really, what do you do with small children for a week out of school, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and and that's the great thing about what you're sharing on your blog site uh, is all these things that are very much oriented for children and families. Absolutely. And we talked about a lot of things outdoors, but we also have a lot of wonderful options indoors. You know, sometimes spring break, you're ready for it to always be 75 and sunny. But for those cooler days or windy days, we also have an indoor uh, trampoline park called Updown, and they're running a lot of spring break specials. And then we have the College Town Escape Room. So people can try their hand at a scavenger hunt to see if they're successful or not. And um, that always is a, is a great way for a family to get together and do things. And even for, you know, families and households in Hattiesburg that might have family from out of town coming in, well, what do you do to entertain the folks whenever they're here? So this blog is really getting a lot of feedback and traffic just to try to give people a way to know what they can do when they're in town. Mm-hmm. Well, now, Marlo, uh, just kind of going back, you're, you know, pretty powerful in Hattiesburg. What would be the chance of maybe you getting a baby wallaby, you know, donated as a pet for me, maybe? <laughs> you think you could work that well, out? Well, let's talk about that after the interview. Okay, okay, so. yeah. Absolutely. They're so cute and cuddly. So we definitely would love to have you guys come down. Um, that exhibit opened just a few weeks ago, and I tell you, the zoo has just been packed. You know, it's baseball season season as well at the Pete and also at William Carey University. And so we've got Georgia Southern coming in on Friday um, through Sunday. And so we expect a lot of traffic, beautiful weather. A lot of folks will come to the zoo and also enjoy, like I said, a lot of our other outdoor activities as well. We've got great museums in Hattiesburg, too. So our website is, is just filled with um, itineraries and, and themed things to be able to do just based upon what that visitor, you know, really wants to try to discover during their time on spring break. Well, and we can't talk about Hattiesburg without mentioning the great chef and friend of the arts and culture, Robert St. John, who has a plethora of restaurants there in Hattiesburg. And hey, there's just some great food to enjoy when you're in the Hub City. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. We all know that dining is the main event. So anytime you, you know, put the kids in the car or, you know, hop in the car with a few friends or a date or a spouse, you always want to talk about where do you go to eat? What's all the rage? And so um, we've pretty much tried to outline that on our website, on our dining options, where you can just see all the wonderful things that we have to offer here in Hattiesburg. We've got great seafood. We've got great burgers. We've got great ethnic things. If you're looking for some fantastic Thai food or some Vietnamese food, We have a wonderful portfolio of culinary offerings for all of our visitors. Our locals love it. So our restaurant restaurant team continues to grow. And don't forget about live music, too. With that Mm -hmm. innovative vibe with the um, university that we were talking about, we have a wonderful live music scene here in Hattiesburg. And then downtown with our uh, Leisure Cup district, you can actually sip and stroll and listen to great music that's outdoors, too. So... All great things wrapped into one here in Hattiesburg, and we look forward to having a lot of folks here in the next week or so. Sip and stroll. I like that. Leisure cup. That Leisure. is the best term <laughs> oh, of the day. Man. What think tank came up with those terms, you know? Well, you know, we're all a creative bunch, so it takes a chance. You are. You are a great creative bunch. Well, Marlo, so many good things happening in Hattiesburg. As you mentioned, wonderful museums, a lot of things for children and families. You really are just such a growing community there. What's down? The, what's coming up next for Hattiesburg? So, so much great momentum now. So what do you see in the future for your, your community? Well, we have a lot of uh, flurry of activities going on throughout the community, but one of the biggest things that we're doing is the construction uh, and development of the the district at Midtown. 
which is located directly across the street from the University of Southern Mississippi. That's actually a $35 million development that's wow. mixed use that'll be there. And we talked about Robert St. John earlier. He's actually opening two new restaurants in that facility. And we also have a new hotel and beautiful green space that's coming there in addition to a lot of other retail spaces. So Robert will be opening up the Midtowner, which is an old-time diner, like from the 40s and 50s style, mm. and also Craft Donuts. So we all know we like to get our sweet tooth on um, after we've had a great meal or in between meals. And so he is really um, rolling out some new ideas to help keep everything fresh and really inviting in Hattiesburg, um, not only for our college students, but also for all of our, you know, hundreds of thousands of visitors that we get every year. That will come online, you know, late late spring, early summer. So we hope to be back visiting with you um, about a lot of this in, you know, in May to get you guys to come on down. Um, get that wild to be, Camille, and also. I want it. All right. Well, Marlo Dorsey, thank you so much for joining us. Marlo is the director of Visit Hattiesburg, uh, doing great work bringing travelers to Mississippi, the third most visited community in Mississippi. That's Hattiesburg, two million visitors a year. Incredible work. Marlo, thank you so much for being with us today and tell your great team hello. And do the same for us. And thank you guys for everything you do. Well, it's time for our final break, but when we return, we'll welcome to the show music duo Wayward Jones. Don't go anywhere. You don't want to miss what's coming up on Next Stop Mississippi. Media workshop for high school students was amazing. I learned new skills and now I'm pursuing a career in film production. That's my MPB story. Mississippi Public Broadcasting is pleased to announce an innovative new way you can support us. Change by Soft Giving allows you to round up your change from everyday purchases and donate it to MPB. Sign up today by visiting mpbonline.org/support. From there, securely link your credit or debit card information to start rounding up your change. Your contributions allow us to continue providing smart, entertaining, and engaging programming to Mississippians. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org, here with Visit Mississippi's Camille King. We have had a great show today. We've learned a lot about a lot of different attractions in Mississippi. We started out with our friends in the Tupelo Buffalo Park and Zoo to hear about their very unique small zoo and park where you get that up-close and personal experience with the animals. Then we headed to the Mississippi Gulf Coast to talk more about the Gulf Coast Barbecue and Bluegrass Festival taking place on Saturday and Sunday, a great way to kick off your spring break weekend. And we just got off the phone with Marlo Dorsey. She's the director of Visit Hattiesburg, where there is just more to do in Hattiesburg than you may have ever imagined. Yes. Now, Marlo mentioned when she was on the phone the development of a new area called the District at Midtown in Hattiesburg. And Robert St. John, our great chef and friend, is opening up a donut shop there, which Mm. I'm just thinking is the coolest thing because, you know, Camille, you've probably noticed this. Like at first it was like the cupcakes were like a rage. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like people got into pie. And now it's all about the donuts. It's all about the donuts. And have you ever had a donut burger? 
No, but I've always wanted one of those. I've always where not they... wanted one. <laughs> I've always not wanted one. The donut burger is where you use the donuts as the bun, right? Yeah, that is crazy to me. It's the sweet-salty combo. Mm-hmm. Kamel's <laughs> rolling his eyes at me. But I think it sounds pretty interesting. I would go for it. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, I learned a little bit about that new donut shop this week, and I can't stop thinking about it, which may um, may. May mean donuts in my future. I know, right? (laughs) Now, our musical guests today are joining us on the line. We've got Wayward Jones with us. That's Amanda Jones and Brian Jones. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, how's it going? Doing great. Well, first of all, let's go straight into it because, of course, I'm sure everybody thinks that you guys are married because both of your last names are Jones. Uh, But tell us about the story of how you got to the name Wayward Jones. And then even more specifically, I've got to know, Brian, how you got the name Bicycle. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Well, we actually both have our own bands that we play with. And um, we, we were in we were at a play a package show, I guess over a year and a half ago, and uh, we met at that show. Her band went in all before mine, and uh, we're, we're not related. Uh, just we're just friends, and uh, we we got got together and wrote a couple times. At, uh, and, hey Brian, I'm sorry. Do you have your radio up because it's causing an echo on the phone? No, see, she's sitting right. I think we're on the same. How's that? Is that any better? She was on her headphones. All right, yeah, we probably just need you guys to move a little a little further apart. <laughs> I know y'all are used to sharing microphones, right. but we're sitting in a tour van here. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Oh, there we go. That's better. Thanks, thanks so much. A little technical difficulty. Yeah, we're good. Let's start over here. Yeah. So, so I, was, I was saying that we uh, we met at a at a show, package show, about a year and a half ago, and um, so she, we both have our own bands and. Um, so anyway, we started writing together and, and decided to do a little duo thing, and and it really really took off. And we did uh, I think we did about 130 shows last year, and uh, put in about 50,000 miles. It was really fun. Wow, wow. wow. Now, when when you guys uh, talk about this, 130 shows. Now, it sounds like if you just met up at, at a show and created this group, Wayward Jones, that really is. Uh, taking off in popularity uh, what is home base for you guys and how do you get together to practice um i live i live a little bit north of new orleans and um amanda lives in loosedale mm. um and so we meet up a lot of times it's at it's at uh it's at my house i've got a big kind of a uh, loft living room with a grand piano and everything in there and it works out pretty good Nice. Well, tell us kind of what your style of music is and how you would describe uh, your genre of music to the listeners. Um, well, I think I can probably take that one pretty good. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things about what we do. Um, uh, Brian Bicycle, um, he has a very strong background in country music. Like, he was raised up listening to that, and I was raised up um, by a couple of hippies, and um, my dad actually had, had a rock band growing up, and so um, I grew up with a lot of Led Zeppelin and, and stuff like that and kind of bluesier, you know, stuff. And so together we write. It's kind of really even hard to explain. It's, it's kind of country. It's kind of bluesy. It's kind of gritty. It's even kind of folksy. But um, we really didn't start out with any preconceived ideas of let's write country or let's write um, blues or pop or rock. We just got together and, and just literally just the words were just coming off the end of the the pen about as fast as we could do it. I mean, mm. I think we wrote the first time we um, scheduled a meeting to write. We call them writing appointments. Um, we wrote three songs in twelve hours. And Are you serious? That's, yeah, it was really um, <laughs> surreal, you know. And and it was, I don't know. I just felt like, wow, this is something really rare and really um, different. Just because the, the our style is a little different than than most, you know, some things that I've heard. And we just love it. We have such a great time uh, creating, you know new music well it sounds like you do have a great chemistry there if you're able to be so prolific in your songwriting and you two perform as a duo you travel as a duo mostly but have you considered bringing more members into the into the group or is that like let's don't jinx a good thing Mm -hmm. we actually we actually do have have a a lot of really top-notch players that we can bring in and sometimes we do if, if it calls for a bigger venue um, we bring in pieces of each each one of our bands together and play and, and put them together, and it turns out really well doing that too. 
Because um, nice. my, my, my band's more of an acoustic kind of thing uh, with all acoustic instruments, and then hers is a, a rock band pretty much. And so that's really yeah. interesting. It turns out great. We're no. teaming up with my band actually this weekend. We have a couple gigs um, with my, we're going to do with my band. We're going to be um, in Loosedale for the um, second Saturday. Uh, Loosedale's downtown area is really uh, being revitalized. We've got some um, just a lot of team players down there really putting on some good events. So we're going to be there Saturday night at 6. And then we're going to leave straight from there and drive about 15 miles down the road, and we're going to go play at the Bluff, and um, that's where we're probably really going to rock out with the band. <laughs> now, where where is the Bluff in Loosedale as well? The Bluff is um, it's in a little community called Three Rivers. It's right on the Pascagoula River, and cool. it's, um, it's a little south of Loosedale, a little north of Pascagoula, a little west of Hurley. Um, they got a big rodeo going on there in Hurley this weekend, so after the rodeo, everybody's going to come hang out and, you know, jam with us. It'll be fun. Now, uh, Amanda, tell us, now, you both mentioned you've got your own groups. What is the name of, of your band? Um, it's real original. It's um, Amanda Jones Band. <laughs> um, I know. Hey, uh, no one can get confused together. there. Well, actually, it happens all the time because there's another Amanda Jones Band out of Pennsylvania. So um, so I named my band, band page Amanda Jones Band Page. So that way people, you know, that's about the only different differentiation uh, that I could come up with. But, yeah pretty original huh no that's great that's great and then bicycle jones what's the name of, of your duo when you're not wayward jones um it's it's bicycle jones and stover my i have an upright bass player that uh that i ride with and play and and tour with and he, he plays the upright bass and he plays a kick drum on his right leg and a and a tambourine on his left leg and a and a harmonica all at the same time <laughs> he oh, sounds like man. my kind of guy but you can find our stuff on uh, on itunes and pandora as well so now, you two are really making a go of being uh, full-time performers, uh, really living this life of, of traveling artists and musicians. Talk a little bit about what that takes um, as a performer and as a professional. Um, it's, it's a blessing and a curse to me. It's, uh, it's, it's a hard life if you're, if you're uh, even, even when you're making money. It's, it's just it's kind of tough. Family life's really hard to, to juggle. And, uh, but, I, but I wouldn't do I wouldn't do anything else. It's it's a uh, it's great. Now, Amanda, with you and uh, Brian having two different groups, two kind of different backgrounds. I mean, what is what is your writing process when you guys come together? And I mean, when magic explodes to do three songs in twelve hours. I mean, I'm sure you guys found a process. Well, um, yeah, actually, he he mentioned uh, he has a baby grand piano at his house and. Um, he gets this, these rolls of like brown paper. I think it's painter's paper, and um, we just pull that across the piano, and then you know just kind of get around it. And both of us usually have a guitar in our hand, and then we just kind of start strumming out some ideas. And sometimes we have maybe a general idea, maybe a phrase or a word that something kind of stuck with us through the day or something, or you know we may kind of jump on that. And sometimes we just kind of start strumming and just kind of see where it goes. Um, it's it's not a hard and fast process. Like we don't, um, we don't have necessarily um, a, a process except for that. If, if we can get on the piano, that seems to help. Um, but the other thing, like when you when you're inspired by something, you just kind of have to go with it. Like we try to jump on it then if we can, because um, you know, as human beings, um, when you're inspired, you you need to do it then because we'll forget. You know, um, so that's one thing we've also learned to do. When you get inspired, you just kind of jump in there and. Um, Ride the you know ride the wave while while it's coming at you because you'll miss it you know and we've all done that we've all had a great idea for a song and then said oh my gosh I you know and then it's gone so yeah that's pretty much the process just strike while the iron's hot. Well, I love that image of of you guys gathered around a piano with the the paper laid out and really kind of uh, free free writing and playing and and then getting to that great point where the song yeah. emerges. Uh, it's really, magic. Yeah, really. It is magic. It really is. Feels very magical. Yeah. Now let's talk a little bit about that magic. You're you're writing music. You're out there performing a good bit of this uh, kind of Americana sound that you've honed to be just yours, your own Wayward Jones way. Now, what are some of the songs you're seeing? Some of your originals that are resonating with your fans. <laughs> I think uh, I think um, almost every one of them really. I think that we got. I know that's song, right. Uh, you ain't Johnny. Uh, we we were we were just kicking around an idea one day about uh, Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash and how they 
everybody seemed to think they had the best relationship ever, and we were thinking, I don't know. Uh, sounds a little bit fishy there. <laughs> so, Too good to be true. So we, right. So we just kind of wrote a song, and it's it's more about a just normal couple saying, I, well, you ain't Johnny and I ain't you kind of thing, and, and people really seem to like that one. Uh, and um, let's see, we've got one called Look Good Wet that's kind of a summertime theme song. I, I started it about eight years ago and, and just kind of put it down. I couldn't get anything going on it. And uh, so I guess a few months back we were headed to Nashville for a writer's round, and we bought a little bitty guitar to, so the passenger didn't knock out the driver with it so we could play. <laughs> and, uh, and and I brought it back out, and we started writing on it and uh, and finished it up in Nashville, and it was it was really cool. And so we're excited about that. We're going to try to get it recorded and release it in the next month or so. Great, nice. great. Now, uh, Wayward Jones, tell our listeners one more time where you're going to be this weekend. You've got several gigs uh, coming up on the in the next couple of days, and where they can go to learn more about you guys. Um, okay, Saturday we're going to be in Loosedale at the down uh, downtown. They call it Second Saturdays um, at six o'clock, and then following that at ten o'clock we're going to be at the Bluff in Three Rivers, which is uh, like I said, a little south of Loosedale, a little north of Pascagoula. Um, we'll be there, I think, from like 10 to 2. we got a late-nighter. So, um, and then, we'll see, the next day, yeah, Sunday, um, we're going to be at the um, Gulf Coast uh, Barbecue and Bluegrass Festival at 1 o'clock. Then we're going to leave straight from there and drive over to Mandeville, Louisiana, and then we're going to be at Don's on the Lake. Very so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's going to sleep for a couple of days. I, was I know, say, right? <laughs> y'all may be the most... Uh, uh, you know, the most direct example of a traveling band that we've had on the show today. Yeah, so uh, thanks for making a minute to uh, join us on Next Stop Mississippi. We're going to end today's show with a song called Holding It Together. This is a live version from Wayward Jones of Holding It Together. So, again, thanks to Amanda and Bicycle Jones for being our guest on the show today. We've had a great trip here on Next Stop Mississippi, and we want to thank you, our listeners, and all of our guests for joining us this morning. Next Stop Mississippi was produced by Michelle McAdoo. For MPB Think Radio and for Kamel King, I'm Mary Margaret Miller. Southern Remedy for Women is up next, but join us again next week for another great trip on Next Stop Mississippi, only on MPB Think Radio. I'm not sure if that's good. This is all.